The European Patent Office podcasts bring you an insight into the technology and innovation shaping the world. Hello and welcome to this podcast from the European Patent Office. In this episode, we will be discussing the success of the spin-out company Dermis Farmer. Dermis Farmer is very much the story of four female inventors from a Turkish university laboratory who were determined to translate their breakthrough invention into a successful product that can improve the treatment of chronic and open wounds. And to be honest, they needed a lot of determination and stamina to make this a success because the road to commercialization proved to be, let's say, a bumpy one. Hi everyone, my name is Stephanie Weber. I'm a member of the European Intellectual Property Help Desk and we've teamed up with the EPO to bring you a new series of case studies centered around successful technology transfer. And the case of Damas Farmer, which we've been talking about today, is part of it. The team behind Damas Farmer have been facing quite a number of challenges along their technology transfer journey, but they never gave up and succeeded in the end. And now we definitely want to learn more about how they managed to do that and also what role patents and intellectual property played in this. So I'm very pleased that joining me today here is one of the co-inventors and co-founders of Dams Pharma, Professor Evelyn Homan Göksche. It's a pleasure to have you with us, Evelyn. Hello, Stephanie. Thanks for inviting me. It's a great pleasure. It's great to have you. And also joining us is Mustafa Jakir, who is not only a certified patent attorney, but who was also the commercialization manager at the time at Ableton, the technology transfer office of Ege University. And Mustafa is also the author of the case study. Welcome, Mustafa. Hello, Stephanie. It's my pleasure to be here today. It's so great to have you on board. So, Evren, perhaps to get us started, could you explain us a little bit more about your breakthrough invention? And um, above all, what problem does it actually solve? Our product was focusing on the diabetic food wounds, especially. You know, in, in diabetes, antioxidants and oxidant levels, they change. And to balance, it is really important to get a fast wound healing. So our idea was to have a dermal matrix prepared with the components of the skin for the synergistic effect on fast wound healing. Apart from this big success in the laboratory, tell me, Evan, when was sort of the turning point? When did you get the idea to actually go out with that and, and take the next commercialization steps? The first point was to get a patent. Uh, we thought that it was cool to have one okay. because we had a lot of uh, research papers and uh, we didn't need anything more on this. And so we thought that it would be really prestigious to have a patent on our innovative product. So we dis decided to file one, but we couldn't manage it at first. Mm -hmm. And there uh, involves the Ebiltam TTO, Technology Transfer Office, because it has a lot of knowledge to file a patent. And Mustafa Ekip really uh, helped us a lot. And after that, they told us that after you get a patent, you have to pay for it and you have to go on the market to pay for it. <laughs> The, the cool is not enough. You have to work harder. So after we were thinking we were really cool, we had to work further uh, with Mustafa uh, and try to uh, understand how to uh, place the product on the market and commercialize it. Yeah, so Mustafa, your, yeah, your name has been mentioned <laughs> already. So uh, let's bring you in. Um, so maybe you could tell us a little bit more about your sort of personal journey. So when Evren and the team approached you and told her, told you about, um, you know, that invention, 
So what were the next steps and what did you think? Sure. So uh, as uh, Professor Evans mentioned that that getting a patent is, is a cool item. So we took over this cool item uh, from Professor Evren and her, her team because in that time in Turkey, there was a pro- professor's privilege. That's why they have completed the first Turkish patent application uh, in, in themselves, by themselves. And uh, th- that was the, uh, the coolest part, the first coolest part uh, from the team. And then as the technology transfer office, we we, we, we involved in the process and they come to our technology transfer office uh, with their first patent application and surprisingly they completed the animal tests animal studies that brings us brings us to the next technology readiness level uh, while we are evaluating the technologies to decide to commercialize or not to bring it to the patent portfolio or not then, then we evaluated by uh, our ex- uh, comprehensive IP due diligence by using, of course, ESPASnet and other European Patent Office uh, tools like IP score, and we decided to get it on board. And we assigned the IP rights from the team individually from the uh, to the university, and we started to looking the ways of commercialization, we can say. I want to add that the first thing, I'm not alone in this journey. I have uh, other uh, co-founders of this firm, uh, company. Uh, Professor Özgen Özer, Professor İpek Eroğlu, and Associated Professor Sakine Tuncay Tanrıverdi. We are a team of uh, four women uh, of inventors. I think we try to push the borders. We like pushing our borders and also scientific committee borders. That's that's why it started like, let's get a patent. And uh, in a medical field, it's a medical device, by the way, I have to say. It's not a drug. It's a medical device. But yeah. in both cases, when it's drug, medical device, or even in cosmetic products, if you're like the pioneer of the area, you have to get your patent to have a leading role in the industry. Otherwise, you have many copycats and you cannot protect yourself, your idea or your investment overall. So, I mean, as I understand, I mean, strong patent protection has been, let's say, the first building block and and the very uh, good starting point. But as I mentioned in the beginning, your journey is a special one and you've been facing challenges and you've also faced turning points in your IP strategy, actually, which I find quite fascinating. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more. What were the key challenges and what was the journey? Yeah, the the commercialization process is quite hard for the technology transfer offices uh, while they are managing their IP portfolio. We believe that this technology, that that Dharmalik's technology, was one of the promising technology in our portfolio. And as usual, we started to license it to the corporates, to pharma companies, to medical device companies in Turkey and in the, in the European countries. So we tried it to license, to attract the companies. We prepared the materials to promote. So we had a, a interviews, conversation with the corporates, companies to promote our technology for the licensing strategy. And we tried this licensing process almost two and a half years. So, and then by the feedbacks from the companies, we understood that the technology readiness level of the technology is uh, quite low and there is there are some risks to license it in that level. 
And then there was a turning point in the in the timeline, Professor Evran. Do you remember that we participated in a, in a boot camp in Istanbul? That sounds interesting, boot camp. How, how can I imagine that? Yeah, this boot camp was organized Texas University with the collaboration of the university in Ankara. And they organized it in Istanbul for the startup candidates. But there, there was a problem that our team is not a startup or entrepreneur. We, are, we were just trying to license our technology, but we thought that let's participate in this event, uh, although we are not a startup team, but we can try what will happen. So we participated together with Professor Evren, and there were 10 teams, 10 entrepreneurs teams uh, in, the, in the competition, in the boot camp. And it took three days to understand the market segmentation, to, to the market feedbacks, and to, to create the business model or, or uh, any market-related plans in these three days. And at the end, with the jury members' votes, we, we, won, we won the boot camp. So the, the jury members uh, chose us and we took in the first place in the boot camp. So that, that was the exciting part, right, Professor Evra? For my understanding, so you basically had to pitch your ideas and the, the spin exactly. Okay, All right. And we have to make it clear uh, that how our product is going to be placed in the market, what is going to be the final price, how is it going to be sold and everything. And I had no idea about this, how to do this. I didn't understand the language <laughs> that they even spoke. So we needed a translator. And most of the time, Mustafa was the translator here with the TTO Technology Transfer Office. And we have learned. So we have like two years of learning of these kind of, I mean, the topics, the subjects, the requirements, it took a lot of time. Yeah, I can imagine that this is a, has been a steep learning curve during those two years. But then, you know, what happened next? So now you got me hooked. So you won that prize. You won that boot camp. What happened next? You started the company. Yeah. Changing point is the mindset changing because we turned from the licensing strategy to a spin-off strategy because we discussed with the team and we encouraged with the result of the bootcamp and we thought that let's try to become a spin-off company. And then we started together uh, work on uh, creating the business plan for receiving the government funding. So that there is a, a great funding opportunity from the government side. Then mm -hmm. uh, Professor Evren and her team, so uh, me and technology transfer office experts come together and write a proposal for the business model and business plan to the government. And also we received the grant from the government to establish the spin-off company. That's the next phase. And I can imagine that it wasn't a downside to have a strong patent portfolio to present, right? No, all the investors <laughs> really were interested in the uh, invention, the product. Uh, and the second question was if we had a patent or not. So it was a really strong uh, part for us to have the patent. And once you, I mean, you got started, you know, I can really imagine that as a, as a roller coaster. So you started the company and then probably the next question was, okay, how... How are we going to move forward with this and what's going to be the future? You finally found uh, a very strong partner. Tell me more about that. Okay, we are also uh, are still in the Faculty of Pharmacy Department of Technology and we have all the networks with the pharmaceutical companies in Turkey, actually. But in previous years, we have told them uh, many projects and they didn't really care about it. Because they said that they, maybe they weren't ready for this. Uh, now it's time for innovation. Everyone is encouraged to have new products on the market. 
I think it was a good time to connect. And after that, uh, we have told them our project with every part. They said that now you have everything very clear and you have all these patents so we can work together. And I think in like three or four months, we have an agreement with them. And they said that it is the first really fast agreement. And it's the only agreement that we had with a university. So all these uh, knowledge really boosted us to go on further. But before coming to the corporate partnership, maybe we, we can also mm-hmm. mention about the IP assignment from the university to the spin-off company, because the spin-off company has established uh, by receiving the grants from the government and continue their own journey with using this uh, patent-protected technology. And when we go to the uh, VC companies and other investment authorities, they always ask that who is holding the IP rights? And the answer should be the, the IP rights belong to the spin-off company. That's why the university and the spin-off company has an agreement, IP assignment agreement, that is finalized the ownership. That That's a really important step. And maybe coming back to what uh, Professor Evering just said about Abdi Ibrahim. So they seem to have a quite an open innovation strategy. So how did that fit together? And how is the collaboration uh, working today? Because, um, I mean, there's still a close link, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I think it was uh, time for both of us. Uh, I mean, we were researchers and we want to go on a product on the market and they were ready to go to a product with the innovative strategies because they are usually doing some generic products. I think it is also important for them that we were from the university. We were a spin-off, a startup from the university. Now we are cooperating for five different projects. They have a small research team in the university lab now. So we are really involved together and uh, trying to solve their problems and trying to get new perspective for their problems. And they also have all these muscles for the products to go onto the market. So I was meaning to say, so they do the marketing and the logistics. Yes. Okay. And also they support for the, give financial support for the clinical studies. Mm-hmm. The product is on them now. They have their, all the responsibility. Yeah. And the product is on the shelves, in fact, uh, in Turkey. I mean, that must have felt, yeah. how was that when you, when you just, you know, when you saw that after all, you know, you've been going through. Once my cousin called me, and told me that he bought it from a pharmacy store in another in another <laughs> city and the student was our student yeah. was she was graduated from our university and she cried <laughs> she said oh we are so proud yeah. because we were listening to the case in our classrooms in our school and she she was also very proud and of course i am and our theme is very proud Yeah, I think it's the first product, you know, we have lots of cosmetic products in the market, but it's the first medical device class three, almost drug product in the market that has uh, started from a university and licensed uh, in a big pharma in Turkey. We are also trying to explain the things that happened to us uh, in our classes to the students, because I think it's time for a lot of innovation now especially from Turkey. Yes, and I mean, you seem very passionate about what you're doing. I mean, both of you, uh, which is probably part of that success story too. And um, 
So yeah, I can imagine you have lots of ideas for the future. Professor Evren, you said that your student was crying when when yeah. when he or she or uh, saw saw the product in the pharmacy. I can also cry because I am the name father of Dermalix and I didn't ask any royalty. Because you can't <laughs> say it. You don't have a right to say it. You have to license it. Now you gave us the name. We They tried to change. They tried to find a better name, but they couldn't. So thank you. Yeah, so all yeah. you get is a thank you. So we can we can say that Abdi Ibrahim, after the IP assignment and decided to commercialize this technology, they uh, used the same name that we uh, use as Dermalix, and mm-hmm. we saw the Dermalix name in the in the packages of the of the product. So it it, it is a great proud of the team, right? Well done. I mean, that's been such a fantastic journey, and thank you so much for sharing this with us. I'm afraid. Um, Time's flying and this episode is coming to an end. But just to quickly wrap up, I think what we learned is that, of course, first of all, you need uh, a breakthrough invention and you need a team that sort of believes in that invention and also has sort of the mindset to actually taking that research to the market. Um, And then, of course, patents are cool, as we heard. Uh, They are an important building block in that regard. But it's also important to have strong networks and to look for partners and for feedback. You've been open and flexible to also change your strategy, but also to then look out for the right partners that could help you take you to the next level. And this has been really fascinating and rewarding to hear more about. Is there anything that you would like to share as a last piece of advice? I would like to add that people who have ideas must not be afraid. They must go to the events and fairs and talk about this and uh, try to share the ideas and learn from the feedback. And then you can go further. Also, those feedbacks teaches you many things. But if you don't have a patent or a protection, then you cannot even talk about this because you are afraid that somebody is going to steal your invention. I think it's the best way to protect your idea and talk about it more and to make it better. So that's why I think patents are uh, important and cool. Maybe also I can say something about this, some some takeaways from this story. I can say that three pillars of the successful journey is one is strong invention. The second one is strong team, strong researchers that are willing to change their inventor mind to the innovator mind. And the third one is the strong TTO uh, as as a catalyst. Uh, with, yeah, an, right. with a strong IP expertise to make this technology more uh, more strong in the competitive environment for the companies in commercialization uh, stage, because this medical company, Abdi Ibrahim, has continued the patent protection in more than 36 countries. It's it's really huge number of countries. Never give up. The last word yeah. for the researchers and the TTO: never give up. Excellent. Thank you so much again for sharing. And if you would like, and this goes out to the listeners now, uh, would like to know more about Damis Pharma and this fascinating technology transfer case, then indeed take a look at um, at the case studies that we have on the epo.org case studies website. Um, You will find other case studies there as well. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, of course, we hope you did then um, feel free to check out other episodes um, of the EPO podcast, Talk Innovation. But for today, thanks very much for listening and we hope you'll be back soon. Goodbye. Subscribe to the European Patent Office's podcast channel, Talk Innovation at epo.org. 
or on your favourite podcast platform. Let's talk innovation.